Hey everybody, this is Sean McVeigh and welcome to the Vet Med Mind. What is the Vet Med Mind? It's a podcast that we're doing here at Veterinary Growth Partners, celebrating success stories in veterinary medicine. I'm joined by Rachel Teichberg. You've certainly heard her speak or lecture at some of our conferences. So together and with other guests, we're going to explore in veterinary medicine, both current, past, and maybe even future uh, success stories. Okay, Dr. Danita, thank you so much for being here today on the podcast. I'm excited to talk about you and your life and your journey. So welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited as well. Yes, I have been reading up on you. I know you've been working with Jamie on the coaching team for a while. And um, she, she, I was so glad that she recommended you. And I was looking at all of the things you've been doing. And I just can't wait to talk about your career and also all of your areas of interest, which are super cool. So, <laughs> so I am really excited just to hear a little bit from you. Let's just get started. I love asking everybody sort of what is your vet origin story? So talk to me about young Dr. Danita and, and what interested you in vet med? Well, I have the typical, not so exciting, I guess it is exciting story. I wanted to be a vet since I was five, typical kitty story, but that is still my story. Um, I was a kid that, you know, played with the little birdies and wanted to fix them. So it started pretty young where I had an interest with animals. And as I got older, it developed into a love for science. So, you know, you have to love science enough to become a veterinarian. So once I realized that I had a love for science and animals, then it made perfect sense to continue on that path to becoming a vet. I love that. And I I know that, you know, going to school with the intention of being vet med can be challenging, right? Like you're, at least in my experience, there was a, we were surrounded and grouped into all of the just medical students or the pre-med students, if you will. Like, what was that experience like for you in college? Was there like a group of kids that were all interested in it? You guys like <laughs> stick together? Because that's kind of what it yes, was. Like we found that's exactly how it was. Yes, I went to University of Georgia for undergrad. So go dogs. So I was in that pre-medical category like everybody else was. So we all were kind of lumped together. Everyone that was pre-dentistry, pre-vet, pre-med, we all pretty much same, took the same exact classes. Um, and we all had our interests. So it was still cool because a lot of people in the world, they don't realize, still don't, they don't realize that veterinarians still go to school for eight years. And they're like, oh, so you're a real doctor. I'm like, yeah, I am. You know, I went to school for eight years. So it's funny that people don't, you know, correlate that to veterinary medicine. So that's why I try my best on my blogs on Instagram and Facebook to continue to educate clients on the things that we actually do. And, you know, we're not behind desk all the time. We're not, you know, in the back with your dog. They really need to understand up close and personal what we do as, as veterinarians, as their dog and their cat's doctors. <laughs> yeah. And also all the things that, you know, you, you know, so much about vet med, right. And on a day-to-day -day basis, you're probably just using a small fraction of what you guys learned and studied and are capable of, right. You know, like, all of the different animals you learned about and all the different diagnoses and this and that. And it's true. Like it's, you know, when, when someone goes into the vet, they're having this one very singular experience and they don't necessarily get to see all of the incredible things that are possible. Yes. That is what I love about social media now that they get to actually see all the different things that vets can do there. We're not just only, you know, practitioners, general practitioners. I have to educate people like, 
that we can become board of surgeons, my best friends and oncologists. You can do a little bit of everything. And people still are like, wow, they're specialists for that. And people, you would think people know now, but um, luckily pet care and pet health is becoming more prevalent where people are willing to to take those extra steps because people and their pets are their babies now. Some people just aren't even having children. So their pets are their children. So it's great to see what it's like now and what the future is going to be for vet med. Totally. And I definitely want to get into your social media and your online presence in general, because that's definitely something that's like just it's so important and you're doing it so well. So I definitely want to talk about it because I know all of our listeners who probably learned something from the like just the amazing thing, the amazing presence that you're doing on there. But before I dive into that, I kind of want to take one step back because you own your own business now. And was that always the dream? Was that the path that you wanted to take? What was that like after school? Yeah, so I was raised by a mom who was a business owner throughout my life. So I always had that background in me um, and I saw it my entire life. So deep down, I always knew that I was probably going to be a business owner. I just didn't know in what aspect. And I originally thought, oh, I'm just going to, you know, own a hospital one day and things like that. But when I was in uh, vet school, I was a part of the VBMA. Um, uh, That was one of my favorite. The Veterinary Business Management Association was my favorite club. I was in that club the entire time because I knew like that was you know, a track I wanted to take. And in vet school, you don't get a lot of business experience. Even being in the club, I still felt like, oh my God, I still didn't learn anything, but it was still good to get that exposure um, and still have that little piece of, you know, business mindset in me. I did take some business classes in undergrad because I had a feeling that I knew that that was where I was going to lead toward. I just didn't know in what capacity. Um, Becoming a mobile veterinarian was not on the radar originally, mm-hmm. but um, I in 2020, the thought came to my mind. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go mobile. And I was, you know, dipping and dabbing with the idea. And then right when I was getting ready to kind of take the plunge, the pandemic hit. And I was like, oh, wow. maybe I'll wait. I wasn't quite ready yet. And I just still was wrapping my head around the financial part of things. And I'm like, it's just not a good time. So I just kind of took a step back waited. And then when I felt the time was right in August of 2021 is when I started Dr. Danita's Veterinary Concierge Services. Yeah. So we started out of my SUV with just a few supplies. Oh, not a lot. We had our little rolly cart that we got from Lowe's, just packed <laughs> it up with stuff, um, put it in the back of my van and my truck. And then we, we made our way. And by um, started in August 2021, we transferred to our upgraded Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, which was super cool, mm. in March of 2022, so that, you know, months later. But we we scaled up at a pretty amazing rate because we wanted to keep that quality of care. Definitely self-care was a big motive for why I started the business because I have a nine-year-old son and you know, those long hours were starting to hit. Like a lot of us, we get burnt out. I got burnt out and I just was losing my love for vet med. And I just, you know, we we go to school for way too many years just to want to quit and, you know, do something else. And I knew that my heart and my love was always in vet med. I didn't, I never saw myself doing anything else. So Mm -hmm. I had to find another way to still love vet med, still love what I'm doing, be able to give the best quality care for my patients, to myself and to my family. And that's how the business became to be. Yeah. What a great story. And I am so glad that you brought up just mental health and self-care and 
so I guess if, if we can just kind of talk through that for a little bit, you, you were working in another practice, right. And, and that, and those, the pressure or whatever was getting to you. So talk about that. I mean, I know a lot of people can relate to that experience. And so starting a business, it's funny because, you know, starting a business sounds like a lot of work. It was a lot, (laughs) but I think the thought, okay, I know this is going to be a lot, but it was less taxing when I first started it because I was just out of my SUV. So I felt like I didn't have as much strain and stress because I didn't have as many expenses. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's thinking about starting mobile, I have a lot of people reach out to me and it's like, how do I just start? I'm like, just get the minimum amount of supplies, you know, just start out of your SUV. You may not want to quit your job fully. For me, I did relief work and decide oh. just to make sure um, I had enough money to survive. But you have to, you know, you do what you have to do until you build your clientele. Yeah. So you, there's ways to make it work. And I wasn't as stressed. I thought I was going to be the beginning, just getting everything rolling and open all the accounts. That was a lot. Yeah. But once that started and, you know, we we got everything rolling the way it needed to be, um, our system started to come into place and we were starting to write them. And, and then things started to go into a way where um, everything's kind of working like a machine now. So, yeah, yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure. But I just love that because, you know, to, to many, you know, they can hear somebody being like, oh, I was so stressed. I was so burnt out. I, you know, had those thoughts about, you know, would I leave vet med? And, you know, you know, to then start a business seems like, you know, a big undertaking, but I think it just proves that like self-care and doing what's right for you comes in all shapes and sizes. Like it doesn't mean you have to like take a break or that you have to quit the industry. It's about making your own choices, right. And doing it in your terms. Like this is what exactly for you. Doing it in your term, you don't realize how empowering just doing it on your own terms really does for you. Like some of my friends, they just do relief full time now. And there's so many ways that you can be more in control of what you want to do if you need to make those decisions. But for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to start with just three days a week. And that's good for me. You know, so that was that was my head. I was like, self-care is like three days, no Mondays, you know. Over, I was overzealous on what <laughs> I thought was going to be what I wanted, but yeah. at least it was a, a starting place for me to take a step back and then do what I needed to give it a little few days of time and then, you know, work my way up as I felt more comfortable. And I yeah. think that's the best way to go about it. Just kind of breathe a little bit, figure it out, and then just slowly let it grow into what you can handle. Yeah. And I think that the awareness that you mentioned when you were first starting it was that the pandemic happened. And rather than be like, oh, this is it. This is like the biggest moment ever. I should just start my business right now. You're like, I'm not ready, you know? And yeah. that that's a huge power move because, you know, starting too soon or, you know, not feeling like you're a hundred percent couldn't could have potentially really impacted your ability to succeed right off the bat. And so I really sort of commend that recognition of like, okay, maybe this pandemic is a great time to get started, but I have to wait. And I know a lot of people, they did start in the pandemic, which was great timing, but for me, it just, it just didn't work out for what I needed. So no, but I I think that that's, that's great because again, it allowed you to, to get really ready and to do it the right way to feel confident and good about it. So I'm curious now, and I'm sure our listeners too, you know, at this, at this point, you're a few years old. And so how, how much have you grown? Like, what does the practice look like now, as far as capacity and your team and and growth? Okay. So now we, um, like I said, we have the full service sprinter van. So we, do a little bit of everything now. So we can do space neuters, dental cleanings, mass removals. I have um, blood analyzers on there. 
uh, x-ray capability, a little bit of everything now uh, mm-hmm. compared to what I had before. I have a microscope so I can do more diagnostics compared to what I had before. So that was really great. In the beginning, it was just me and my fiance when I started. So it was just me and him. He was sweet enough to, you know, he believed in me. He believed in us. He believed in the business and he quit his job to come and help me that first year. So it it really meant a lot. So I worked really hard. I would do relief shifts just to make sure that ends were met and we were good to go because he, you know, sacrificed to help me. So I sacrificed to make sure that we survived because this was a big undertaking. So um, it was just me and him at first. He's kind of flown his and started doing what he wanted to do again because he's the software engineering. So he does what he loves now. Um, And now I have um, vet assistants, um, vet tech. Um, I also have virtual receptionist and I also have a virtual, um, assistant that helps me with scribing notes, admin. So it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty decent operation now because I, I, at first we were getting too busy and I didn't have enough help and I would come home and I would still be working until like eight or nine o'clock at night. But now that we have the virtual person answering the phone, we're not missing calls. We're not missing appointments. Um, and also have the virtual assistant to help me with the emails coming in, people coming in that are asking for prescriptions and things like that, answering questions on our app or um, just when we're at appointments, she's typing and listening in so we can get all the notes done. So by the time I get home, I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you, I'm i like so excited. I wish I could like jump through the screen and hug you because I'm like, I love how much you're taking advantage of technology. It's amazing. And I do not hear enough people talking about this. Like, sure, you're yeah. a medical practice, but that doesn't mean that all of these amazing tools and services aren't available to everyone. And yes. oh, that makes me yes. so happy. I spoke at, um, no, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I did speak at um, Fetch in March. Mm -hmm. And my entire um, my talk was about, you know, using technology to help, you know, you so that you can have better time management and still be there for your family. It kind of all wrapped around self-care, mental health and all of it always wrapped back to you can still be a good business owner and still be there for yourself. But then there are ways that you can use technology to have the best life overall. And then your clients are still happy. I don't get a lot of, I don't get complaints really about miscommunication and things like that because we're pretty quick to get back to them. Yeah. I just, it's, I love it so much. And I think that a lot of the resistance that sometimes we feel is just we're so used to having CSRs answering the phones or assistants doing this and that. And I guess from your experience being in a practice and now being in mobile practice, what do you feel like is like for your support staff, right? That they don't have the burden of emails and texting or writing up notes or like, what's that environment or culture like now taking away sort of all that busy work? They love it because they get to actually learn. Because right now I have a, a one of my externs became part time staff for the summer because she's getting ready to try to go to vet school. And, you know, she was nervous. It's her first time working in vet med and, and doing any type of veterinary work. So it's exciting that I can actually give her the experience that she needs and she's actually getting to learn versus doing, you know, answering calls and doing all the other busy work. Because with our practice, it's so small. We don't have a large staff where. It is definitely all hands on deck, but us having those virtual people make it where she can actually get a good experience and she can actually learn and I can talk to her about cases and she's actually getting the full experience. Yeah. 
It's incredible. I can only imagine what my life would have been like if I was in practice and we had all these virtual assistants, like just the amount of phone calls I made and things I had to type or records that had to be scanned or all that sort of stuff where, you know, when you think about the overall efficiency of a team, obviously these things have to happen, but does it make sense that it's the people who are physically in our building that are doing these things anymore? And yes. it just shows that you don't have to be in a building to get it all done, which yeah. is exciting. Um, Cause some of my clients, you know, like I have the papers, you know, they're like, I can't figure out the scanning, but that's not a big deal. That's like maybe one in five people every couple of months where they just can't figure out how to email, you know, the forms back. But even in those situations, I have my phone. I just snap, snap, email it. And my virtual assistant already put it in the record. That's super quick. Yeah. I love it so much. Like my heart is bursting. It's amazing. And it's possible. Oh my gosh. It's just, I think that that's it. It's like some people, you know, we need to like see it work before we're, we're ready to like make these sort of yeah, jobs. Yeah. And if I'm you're not used to doing it, but yeah. she treated me just as my, you know, the extern, she was like, you have a really like tight, good operation here. I was like, you know, I like to go home on time. <laughs> I, Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, I love it. And it sounds to me like the technology component and maybe the social media component, right? These are maybe you correct me if I'm wrong, sort of like the two pieces, the two solid pieces of your success. And obviously you, you're the business too, but do you feel that way? Like those two things combined have really just like launched your product. They they honestly have, because, you know, I was just a one woman show before I had all these people. I was doing it all. I was answering all the emails. I was putting in all the records, me and my fiance, we were doing it all. I didn't have the money to afford these people yet. So I had to answer the phones or send them the voicemail or whatever until I can get back to them. And we still made it happen. You know, they were like, you're very efficient, but I was, I was exhausted, but I made it happen. So, you know, it's still possible. It's just, you have to find a, a system that works and you stick to it. And whenever you find that system and then you pass it on to someone else, which we've been doing, they understand how to keep it efficient. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm all about it. And I want to talk to you about social media, but you just reminded me because you were talking about your fiance working with you. <laughs> now, I also, my husband has never worked in vet med and from time to time, he's needed to restrain an animal or two. So how what was that like? I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> he has zero experience, uh-huh. but he was a fast learner. Awesome. I he love a quick learner. I think our dynamic works, like our clients love it. They're a little sad right now because he's not there as much. Aww, yeah. So they're just like, where's Joe? And it's just, it's sad because I'm like, oh Lord. I'm like, you can't leave like a hundred percent because these people are going to be really mad <laughs> yeah. that they don't get to see you at all. I love so it. It's, it's, it's funny, but no, he was a quick learner um, and clients loved him. We just always had a good dynamic. We didn't yeah. tell anybody that we were together yeah. really. But a lot of them, they were like, are y'all together? You know, they would just kind of figure it out. You know, they're like, we can just tell y'all vibe. You're just, you're just vibe. I can just tell y'all like, are y'all married? I'm like, not yet. They were like, well, you, you will be. It's funny. It's funny. They, they kind of figure it out. They like our dynamic. It just, it works. I love it. I love it. I, I love watching, like one of my favorite things always when I was in vet med was watching people who, who really are starting from the beginning, like seeing somebody restrain their first animal or like, you know, experiencing their 
first, like, you know, potentially like yeah. raging at, you know, <laughs> like, yes, I just love her. Cats took some time for him. Yeah. Like, this yeah. he was not comfortable with cats. Yeah. But he's finally, after almost two years, good with cats. It took him yeah. a while. I'm like, they just have to understand cats. If, if you're, if you're scared of them, they're going to know. So you have to like, you yeah, know, so that was just, cool. it took some practice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used to call I, me Bendy Irwin when I had to like wrangle cats and like cat <laughs> carriers or like in the little cat grabber. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, you're like Bendy Irwin. You just like, you know, captured it. Like we're in the wild. <laughs> like, yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he, I mean, he definitely gained new perspective as far as what you did and, and what it was like to be a vet and like work in a hospital for sure. But I love that. I always think it's so sweet when, you know, that those sort of dynamics sort of happen and I, I love it. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure he, he acclimated very quickly. And I love that he was in your corner that he was just like, I'm doing this with you. We're going to do it. I'm all in. So that's great. I love that kind of support. That's amazing. Um, now I also want to talk about your social media. So you have a social media account, right? It's ask Dr. Janita. Yes. 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 And so let's talk about how that got started. Okay. So that started in the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 is just a blog page just for me to, you know, present more information, client communication, you know, just to help pet parents um, learn about vet med. So that's how the page started. Originally, I would just post, you know, different things. I would post um, about cases and, you know, information or people would send me emails or send me DMs of questions they had about their animals. I had more time to answer those like ask Dr. Danita questions all the time, but the name still stuck because I was still providing that information or I would post something on my stories or post a case and let people answer and learn. So it was always, it was a good opportunity just to kind of showcase more about vet med and show other people and also representation because there's a lot of kids and those that are the future that aren't they don't see black vets let alone a black female vet mm-hmm. that became eventually a business owner so it's good that they got to see that representation which is awesome so yeah. that's how the page started um and then I still like I told you in the back of my head I knew that business ownership was an idea so back then I was managing my page and then my page I worked, I worked there too. So I was managing both pages at the time because they wanted me to do the socials. A lot of my clients that I had when I transitioned over, I didn't necessarily have to tell them that I left. They already knew how to find me. So Mm -hmm. it worked out in a way where I didn't necessarily have to steal clients per se, but if somebody wanted to follow me, I I didn't have to, they didn't have to go searching too far. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So talk to me about, were there any obstacles? I think that sometimes people who are doing marketing or social media uh, in animal hospitals don't necessarily have an education in it. So talk to me about your experience getting started. Like, did you have any fear or challenges as you were like diving into that? Um, And a lot of it was learn on the go, Um, learning all the hashtags. And I I still notice that a lot of hospitals struggle with social media. They really do. Um, You have to use hashtags. You have to use hashtags that make sense. You have to use hashtags that make sense with what's being pictured. And sometimes the hashtags don't even have to really go with the picture. So hashtags, like I had to understand and learn, like people that are trying to understand how to be more visible. Um, You have to, one, you want to target a large audience. And then you also want to target your your core audience too. So wherever area you live in, I'll hashtag 
the surrounding cities so that they can find you. So there's all little ways that you can, you know, find like for me, I'm in Orlando. So I'll use hashtag Orlando vet, Orlando mobile vet. You have to, some of them you repeat, you want to add in new ones. Unfortunately with the internet and social media, things are changing every day. So what worked for me a couple of years ago won't necessarily work now. So you have all this fancy stuff with reels and all these things that didn't exist back then, but you have to keep adapting to the changes um, and just keep being innovative. The biggest thing that I, I realized clients, they all love, everybody loves cute doggy kitty pictures, of course. Mm-hmm. So you have to mix in some of those, but then you also have to mix in your face like in front of the camera. I know that's really, that's really, really hard for vets because most of us are super introverted, not really people, people like, you know, but we have to realize as vets, this is people and pets. And I know we love the animals and we love them, but um, my success came from me being in front of my clients in front of the camera talking to them, they, a lot of my clients, they say, I already feel like I know you. I saw your social and I know you before you got here. And they, sometimes they act like I'm famous, but I'm not, but they (laughs) kind of look at that look. And then they're like, you're actually just as nice as I thought you were. But I guess you want to be genuine to who you are and not just put up like, you know, a front of who you, somebody else, just be genuine to who you are, whatever that is. And people will see that as long as you're just being yourself. So when you come in person, they they know that that's who you are. Yeah. And that's the main thing I would say. Just you have to be in front of the camera a little bit more. I notice when I don't feel like being in front of the camera, I don't do as well on social. But then I'm like, OK, let me. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I need to do a video. I guess I need to do some talking because I know, you know, the differences. You have to just pay attention. A hundred percent. And I'm so glad that you brought up that like, even you also like had some feelings about being in front of the camera because, you know, I, I, I work with some practices for many, many years and it's been on the to-do list to like start doing stories or reels. Whoever's listening, you know who you are and I love you, but still let this be your reminder that you have to just fight that fear. You just have to do it because you said something so important, which is that they fall in love with you talking to them. And that happens in the exam room, but it doesn't have to only happen happen in the exam room. And that's the proof that you said is that they come into the practice and they feel like they already know you. And how much more confident are you walking into a place with this animal that you love so much feeling like I don't have this learning curve to figure out who this person is and do we vibe and are their values matched up with mine? Do I like them? Do I understand how they talk about vet med? You know, are they just saying all these big science words? I don't understand, you know, like there's so much that goes into that, that you can just like, you guys can be best friends before they even come in. And that's really cool. And it's, I'm sure it's, it's like you said, it's kind of awkward when they feel like they know you and you're like, I don't know you at all, but there's this sort of like imbalance of understanding. Uh, I just, I'm used to it now, but it's, it's still, it's really cute. It's fun. You know, yeah. that they, that they have that opportunity and when it just kind of helps cut the, the initial like cold feed and the get to know exactly. you portion a little bit. So you you kind of cut that. But the lovely part about what I do is it's more personal anyway, because I'm at their home and I'd get to take much more time because my appointments are usually 45 minutes to an hour. So I get time to kind of chat and get to know them. And, you know, it's not a rush. So they 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 pay for the experience of, you know, time and conversation. And, you know, that's the that's the pieces that they get. They get the first class doorstep pet care. They get that. In front of you, they get that conversation. The things that they see on the internet, they see like, hey, she actually 
is taking the time. She is making this less stressful. She is making this a whole moment where it's a vibe and we're enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. That sounds, that sounds so great. And you, you said it exactly right. It's an experience, right? That's what it is. Yes. I'm bringing my dog to the vet or you're coming to my door, but ultimately we're having an experience and everything that you can do to make that experience the best possible way. And, you know, and whether that is that I don't have to worry about taking notes because I've got somebody listening, doing it for me, or, and I can give you my full attention. Like all those little things make such a big difference. how that person is, you know, experiencing you, your team, having their pet being taken care of, feeling more confident and comfortable about whatever's happening. It's, it's really amazing. So I'm, I'm so excited about everything that you're doing. Um, and I, I also have to talk about your community involvement. You do a lot with like inspiring youth and programs and stuff. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I have done multiple events. The most recent, not too recent, was um, months ago with the Critter Fixers. Everyone knows the Critter Fixers, uh, but they they have the one that goes around. I don't know if you know about Vet for a Day program that they've been doing. Um, so they have the Vet for a program where they go to different cities. It's kind of like a tour, Vet for a Day tour, um, where they were in Fort Lauderdale some time ago, where they did a all-day veterinary experience for kids age 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. where they um, did like little stations. So I actually, I didn't realize that I ended up driving my van to Fort Lauderdale, like three hours down so that the kitties could experience and, you know, actually see the van in person and really get the full, the full feel. So we're at her hospital, Dr. Um, Jones, Stephanie Jones in Fort Lauderdale. And we were at one of her facility and the kids were going around and we got to expire them. And I definitely love talking to the children a lot because I see myself in them a lot just because of, you know, just being a kid. And if they're interested in vet med, you you get inspired by who they want to be. And um, I was that kid. So it's just great that I can give them some piece of advice of things that I didn't know. And, you know, just helping them with like mental health or just, you know, work struggles, educational struggles, because I didn't know I had attention deficit when, you know, those are little things that I wish I had known uh, when I was in school or in undergrad. And it was just great for them to see like, hey, I didn't have the perfect road to vet med, but I still made it. And that was just something great. Even the parents came up, like some of them in tears, like, oh my God, my daughter is going through the same thing. And I really appreciate you being transparent. They really need to see that truth and not just saying, oh, it's the big vet in front of me. They need to see like, hey, like I had struggles too and it wasn't an easy road, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of inspiration, was there anyone who inspired you throughout your career? My mother was definitely my inspiration because she was a working hard single mom. I watched her um, just have multiple businesses. She was a jack of all trades and just seeing her be so strong. I I had no excuse. I I didn't have a choice. Most likely (laughs) I didn't have a choice, but to be great. Cause when I tell her the things that I'm doing, she's like, I expect nothing less from you because you're my daughter. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I love that. That's beautiful. Well, amazing. Now, as we wrap up this episode, I wish that we had more time because there's so much, so much more I want to talk to you about. Um, But I always love to do this little rapid fire at the end. I think it's kind of fun. Just a few, a few random questions just to even get to know you more. So what was the name of your first pet? Her name was Sasha. She was like a little, a little lab mix. Cute. 
What is your favorite kind of music? Mm, R&B. Nice. What is your number one guilty pleasure? Flaming Hot Cheetos. I just tried those for the first time like two days ago. It was so funny. My husband just bought them. I was like, I've never had those and they are good. Yes. I I get that. I totally get it because they're hot, but like not crazy hot. They're like addictive hot. Yes. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, What is one thing on your bucket list? I want to do a tour around Europe. And I definitely want to go to the hills of Austria because The Sound of Music is my favorite movie. So that has to happen. Yes. And you can twirl around in your dress. Yes. 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 (laughs) I mean, you have to imagine how many people do that like all day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Um, Speaking of traveling, do you have a go-to airport or road trip snack? Besides the Cheetos, Mm -hmm. um, I usually have like Hershey's cookies and cream like bar Mm, with yummy. Yeah. These questions, they always make me hungry. I'm like ready for my snacks. (laughs) (laughs) What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, yes. Um, Boys to Men, End of the Road. Mm, Okay. And last but not least, if you could go back in time and give yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? Slow down. Mm. Because I was always looking for the next thing. Like I have to finish my degree. I have to go to vet school. Everything was straight through. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of breaks in between. And then I just was always looking to the next thing. Okay, now what? Okay, now I need to become a business owner. Now I need to do this. It's just always searching for the next thing. And then sometimes you get to a brick wall where you don't know what's next or you're just so used to always searching for the next thing. So just kind of slowing down and enjoying life, which I'm starting to learn that now, now that I can take a little bit of time to do more for myself. So just learning how to slow down, do more for ourselves, have a different identity outside of vet med so that you can have a more fulfilled life. I love that. My extra identity is bodybuilding. So, yes, I know that was one of the things I was like, I wish we had more time. I know we're just going to like drop that little nugget here at the end of the episode. (laughs) Well, and I'm going to say, if you want to know more about that to check out your Instagram, because yeah, go check out Instagram. I think DVM 360 has my stuff all over their page right now. So I have like, if you want to go find an article, they did an article on my bodybuilding life and a couple of different little snippets. So go to dvm360.com if you want to learn more about me. Amazing. I love it. And yeah, maybe we'll have you back again because I feel like there's so much more to talk about. There's so much our our members can learn from you and just the way that you're utilizing technology and social media. I think it is really actually inspiring that they can see somebody who's really just doing it, you know, and they're you're fitting it into your day-to-day life and it's working for you. I, you know, it, it it's it's really coming back to the practice. So I am so appreciative of you being here with us today. Thank you for sharing your story. Shout out to Jamie, my um, coach. I have to shout her out. Just let her know that my YouTube channel is happening. It's in the works because we've been talking about it for almost two years. And I can be put on the back burner and it's going to happen in the next couple of months. I have a videographer and we're going to do it. So Jamie, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. She's going to love hearing that. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Danita. And uh, we will talk soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you, everybody. And uh, by the way, if you know... 
somebody that in your life is a success story in veterinary medicine. And I really mean this. It could be a kennel worker. It could be the person who cleans your hospital. Uh, it, it can be the best client that comes through the door who is an animal advocate, uh, a success story in your neighborhood. Uh, those are the kind of stories that we're looking for. And so I don't think we're going to have any shortage uh, of uh, candidates, but I'm always interested to hear what you think of when we say who's a success in your life, what's going on in their vet med mind.